a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Listeners, a very, very warm welcome to you to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode, where today I'm joined by a lady by the name of Sharon Griffiths. Sharon resides in the UK and is here to talk to us today around a rather interesting title of I'm Glad I Did Rather Than I Wish I Had. Sharon, very warm welcome to you. Good afternoon. Warm welcome to you too as well, Paul. And... um, yeah, okay, so I'm glad I did rather than I wish I had. Tell us what you mean, Sharon. Well, on my deathbed, that is what I really want to say. I'm glad I did rather than I wish I had. Because in my experiences, my numerous experiences, my conscious experiences of 50 years, uh, whenever I do something, uh, I always review whatever it is, especially if it's meaningful. And I think to myself, am I glad I did that? No matter the outcome. And there's no regrets there. Because with regrets, you carry forward baggage, which can negatively impact on what you do in the future. I've learned to do that more and more. So that's that's it in essence, isn't it? No regrets. And and as you say, Sharon, sort of taking that, that learning from it and, okay, um, I'm kind of playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, as, as I usually do, and say, oh, I got that one wrong. Well, actually, we don't get it wrong, do we? We just might not get it the way that the expected outcome was. And there's another word, isn't it? That expectation. So, you know, just from a simple, you know, doing something, it brings in a whole host of things that can cause us problems, doesn't it? You know, expectation and, and that, oh, you know, I'll do it tomorrow, rather than as you say, well, I'm glad I did it rather than I wish I had. Yeah, that's true. I mean, after the birth of my second childhood, my second child, rather, uh, I I felt I'd lost myself. And uh, I had two little girls. They were lovely little girls, but I still felt I'd lost myself. And I went in a bit of a downward spiral. So I went to my doctor and I said, I need some help. He tried to give me medication, uh, persuading me, tried to persuade me it was good. But I said, no, I just need someone to talk to. And he he, uh, he introduced me to a counsellor who introduced the term to me. The term was uh, no emotional attachment to the outcome. We discussed that and how in the past I'd put so much at- attachment to outcomes. I mean, having the child... My second one was a really good example of that because I'd put a lot of emotional attachment on having a child, thinking that it would be the same experience as the first one, but it wasn't. So as I progressed through my career, whenever I became involved in projects and quite a lot of them, or 
what involved me giving a lot of my time and me, my thoughts, my creativity, etc. Whenever things rush too fast, I used to say their words to me. I used to say no emotional attachment to the outcome. And then from there, I progressed with a different perspective. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting there, Sharon, isn't it? The words we tell ourselves because, you know, I think we can have a theory in life, can't we? It's like me and you now. We're, we're having this conversation and we're we're talking, you know, what, what listeners might, some listeners might think, well, that's an interesting theory. But, you know, why is that actually important? What does it really mean? What, what are these guys talking about? So... One of the one of the ways, Sharon, that I've personally found, I don't know if you agree with this, that it actually has reality, you know, it becomes real, it has some some legs, so to speak, is by telling yourself that same message over and over and over and over again, and even speaking it out loud to yourself if you need to, the subconscious then grabs hold of that and it becomes a reality rather than just some theory. Do, do you agree with that? Definitely, because uh, over the last few years, I've been taking myself apart. And what I've done is every time I've had some sort of feeling, I've held it and questioned it and thought, why? Why does that happen? And with training, mentors, coaches, etc., and learning, listening to other people, I've realized that, that we, we tell ourselves stories and we believe them. And in my last job, this was really, really so with people that I helped and supported. So we tell ourselves stories. Uh, we let life happen to us and we expect the ending to be as we expect it to be. So our perception leads to our perspective, which is part of our story. And the story has an ending. And always in my life, my endings seem to end in a similar way, different circumstances, but similar way. I used to have so much emotional attachment to the outcome. And so what I've got there is over the last three years, I began to actually create my own life and script and write the story that I wanted to live, which I am now. Hmm. So why would you say it's important then? I mean, I suppose it's, a you know, they say there's no such thing as a daft question, Sharon. Um, but I'm asking, I suppose, a is it an obvious one? Yeah, I think it's only obvious. Any question's only really obvious unless you absolutely, you know, unless you really know the answer. But I was going to say, why is it important for us to kind of have this understanding, this insight around exactly the message that you're, you know, you're, you're conveying here? Why? Because uh, for me, a lot goes back to childhood, as it probably does with a lot of people. And when I was a therapist, a reflexologist, and people would tell me stories. And I'd often say, can you go back to when you were a child, what you remember, what the messages were that were coming through? And messages such as you're not good enough, uh, your sister's better than you, or why have you only got second? Uh, there were a lot of messages like, oh, you're useless. Just one statement would really impact on the child. Now, although I was doing this with other people, uh, I never really focused on myself because by focusing on the people, you can, you can avoid yourself. Mm. So as I've been taking myself apart, I've been questioning why I feel as I do. And then I began to realize that through the support from a, my, my, one of my mentors that I've got, he said, why don't you just script happy endings, Sharon? When, you, when you're successful at something, 
instead of expecting something bad to happen or not to achieve it, or even if you do achieve it and you don't feel fulfilled, why don't you just time slot a happy experience, a celebration? So that is what I started to do. It's one of one of my most exciting uh, goals, and I didn't mind doing that goal because it, I do that more and more now, and I'm actually time slotting more. So it's like I'm creating my story, but allowing mm. room to change it if I want as I go along. Mm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I've got it. So, kind of moving on from that, then. So you know. Are there any real stark examples that you know you can't that still stay with you, Sharon? After you know whatever time scale you know, but going back to oh, yeah. child or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. When I was the, uh, fifteen, uh, I started judo. It was the saving grace of my life because I could focus on something, on a mat in a safe area, and still express anger or frustration, but within a controlled environment. And I was surrounded by people of all different levels but there was respect on the mat even though you may get pounded or strangled arm locked and choked and uh, my judo coach said to me he said Sharon get your black belt and I'd say why he said just get your black belt so when I told him I got my black belt after three years it was my senior black belt he didn't really react and I remember putting the 2p in the phone box telling him and then I said oh I've got reserve for the British squad and he got excited. Oh, well done, Sharon, he said, well done. And uh, I said to him, why were you excited about that, what you've never said about, but you weren't really excited about what you've told me that you wanted me to do all along? He said, oh, anyone can get the black belt, but not anybody can fight for the national squad or get in the national squad. But a few months later, when I was, I just got my black belt Midland area champion, I had won a silver in the British students. I was riding the crest. I really was. And uh, I went to a British training squad session and I really badly injured my ankle. Thought nothing of it. I just aimed to get better. Then a few months later, when I was better, I dislocated my knee, tore the medial ligament in my knee, thought nothing of it, tried something else because I was determined to get back to the judo. And then I was climbing up a cliff and I dislocated my shoulder 40 foot up. And it ruined my judo career. I couldn't do it anymore. And I had to wait till I could find someone to do an operation. And it was like that pattern had repeated itself whenever I got successful at something or was nearly there, something happened to stop me. And I had always placed so much emotional attachment on achieving the goals I'd set myself. Brings in a whole new different conversation as well, doesn't it, about, um, I don't call it goal setting, I call it goal achieving. And we've all, uh, goal achieving. And we've already, uh, I've already mentioned, Sharon, at the top of this conversation around that, that weight and that burden of expectation that we put on ourselves. Um, so, you know, we all tend to do it. Um, and particularly if we don't really know, you know, it's like, I must win, I must do this, I must, I should, I should, I should, I should. And that, you know, that can be suffocating. And and, uh, and I'll use a word that you've already used and just use strangling in the extreme, can't it? It can. And not only that, you, it's not what, uh, because if you come from an environment where uh, there isn't that expectation, 
It's like you, you're determined to do something for yourself, which is what I was. And uh, I actually drove myself to do it. Now, I didn't know about psychology. I didn't know about food, nutrition. All I knew was that I had to try and do things, what I could do to get to where I wanted to do. And there was no internet in those days either. So you only knew what you could know from books or from coaches. And uh, the expectation, the desire, the burn, the, the purpose to achieve what you wanted to achieve God knows where it comes from, but it's deep within. But the issue was then was even if you are successful, what after that? Because if you haven't got a plan that takes you further but only takes you to your goal, how can you scale up or improve even more? Because you're shifting to a new level. And maybe yeah. it's the fear of the new level, the new life that could stop you. Something deep within that maybe can't be explained. Yeah, that word, that F word, fear. Well, I mean, we could we could be here for days talking about about that particular one. Um, I want to ask you one big question, Sharon. Um, I kind of want to to leave it on this note. A one powerful message. What would you know, based on all your years of experience and your achievements, which I think it's fair to say have been significant. Um, you know, just by getting a black belt. Um, I disagree with your coach, with all due respect, about anybody can get a black belt. Mm, you know, there's another time, another place for that particular yeah, debate. But, you know, for me, that's that's a significant achievement. And, and I know from the conversations that we've had off here that, you know, your success in business and, and what have you. So if you was to leave, Sharon, one one key message to the world, what would it be? Believe in yourself and listen to yourself. Hold the thought and decide what to do with it because only you can decide what you do with your life. Only you can be your hero within to enable you to achieve what you want to achieve. And when the reason for achievement is bigger than you, it will, and the time is really tough, it will keep you going. So basically believe in yourself. Uh, make hay when the sun shines. Go for gold. <laughs> make hay while the sun shines. I like that. Um, Sharon, how can people reach out to you, contact you? Um, what, what's your contact details if people want to sort of uh, get in touch with you? My contact details. I can be contacted through my email, Sharon dot griffiths dot two at talk 21.com i'm on facebook sharon griffiths uh and i'm also on instagram as well and linked and linkedin as well and linkedin these um these contact details will be in the show notes as listeners know so sharon i want to thank you i want to thank you for this share and you know i know it was a short sort of snappy episode conversation dancers as listeners are used to hearing that terminology between us but i really wanted to keep the focus on that very sharp simple message and when we kind of summed it well you know at the top of the conversation didn't we around those two simple but powerful words no regrets thank you there we have it listeners um sharon griffiths from the uk telling us about why i'm glad i did rather than i wish i had all that remains for me now is to say remember mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts 
Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 